Hey everyone, it's Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is the Awakened Tarot Podcast, and I have just realized I left my bedroom door open, which would be fine, except I'm highly allergic to my cats, and even though I love them very, very, very much, they're not allowed in our bedroom anymore so that I can sleep without waking Gabe up with my coughing. That was an incredibly long-winded intro. (sighs) Okay, I'm back in my seat. I can actually talk about, like, things that are pertinent to this podcast now. Hello, everyone. I am super excited to be doing like obviously regular episodes again after the long break. Let's go ahead and jump straight into current event issues. One, thank y'all so much after the last episode for like all of your kind words and the support and letting me know how much you actually love me talking about current events. I appreciate that so much because I'm not going to stop doing it because I think it's vitally important. So for a lot of different reasons, but I really appreciate like all of the support and the kind words and your sweet faces. So yeah, just know that I love you all and I appreciate you and I just love you. Anyway, so first and foremost, like let's talk about the things that are still ongoing. We've got the war in Ukraine. We've got Iran's revolution. We should still be seeking out like actively information on those two fronts. Another several police officers were fired and or brought in for questioning in regards to the murder of Tyree Nichols, the 29-year-old black man who was killed in Memphis, Tennessee a few weeks ago. So keep your eyes on that. Look for that. They're going to, you know, obviously, like, the media is going to try and, like, keep information on that on the down low. And we should really be looking to see what is done with that because it is, again, very important. Keep your eye on your state and what kind of legislation is going through. Um, We have people going in to testify in all of the states states that are introducing this horrendous anti-trans legislation. We have so many transgender people and parents of transgender children coming in to testify and share testimony of their experience and why it's so important and why having access to gender-affirming care is life-saving. So pay attention specifically if this is something that is happening in your state. I'll name off a few states off the top of my head. I'm not going to get all of them, but it's our job to research our states and to see what kind of legislation is being introduced. Um, Tennessee is a state that is introducing severe and abusive anti-trans legislation. Florida, Missouri, Minnesota, Arkansas, Arizona. Those are just a few. Texas. <laughs> Those are just a few of the states doing that. It's a lot more. So please look into your state. Look into what legislation is being passed and see how you can help, whether that is using whatever small platform you have to speak up about it, whether that is donating money to the Trevor Project or other groups that are helping to combat these anti-transgender or anti-LGBTQIA plus legislation, or whether that is actively going to protest when there are protests or, or being there for to be an ally to those who are giving their testimony in different kinds of court hearings. So please make yourself available emotionally, mentally, spiritually to leaning into learning about what's going on with that because it is vitally important that our our trans brothers and sisters have access to the care that they need. There's also been devastating, devastating earthquakes in Turkey and in Syria. 33,000, 33,000 people have been reported dead after these just crazy, I was going to say earth shattering, and that's just not, a, I didn't mean for that to be a pun, so I just stopped. But I mean, like, literally earth shattering and horrific events. So, you know, keep your eye on that. Look for GoFundMes. If you have a little bit of extra money and a little bit of extra time, look into what you can do for those who are suffering in Turkey and in Syria. And, you know, keep your hearts open and send all of the love that you can to these families. 
I think as far as current events go, that hits what I have seen. I'm, of course, human. So if I have missed something, please feel free to send me, you know, a DM on Instagram at Awakened Tarot, or you can email me um, at AwakenedTarotNashville at gmail.com. I am not a perfect person and I'm going to miss shit, but I would like to not miss shit. So if I do and you're like, Jacqueline, you missed this, please always feel free to reach out to me. I very much want to be able to bring awareness where I can. And of course, also be aware myself. Okay, so um, let's go in and talk about the card that we pulled, that I pulled for today. I'm kind of, I always say this and it's literally because we're at the end of the tarot and I I just assumed we've talked about all of the cards at this point, even though like we have not. I could have sworn we done we had done this. We have not done this one. It is the Knight of Wands. So one of the fun things is that I think we just went over the page of wands last week. Yeah, mm-hmm, we did. I understand. I know what I have done on my podcast, even though I just told you that I obviously don't know what I've covered on my podcast. <laughs> um, so last week we did the page of wands and then this week we're doing the Knight of wands. And uh, I think that that is, of course, the universe's way of being synchronic, synchronistic, it's synchronicity, people. I went to college to learn to teach English. <laughs> uh, mm, that fact always cracks me up when I have said a word on this podcast that it isn't real. So the Knight of Wands is, of course, a court card. And like I mentioned last week and in several other episodes of this podcast, the court cards are double elemented, which means that there is an element that corresponds to the page, knight, queen, and king. And then, of course, there's an element that corresponds to each of the suits. So, for instance, page is earth, knight is air, queen is cups, and king is fire. And then, of course, as we all know, that the wands is fire, cups is water, swords is air, and pentacles is earth. So, the knight of wands, the two elements we're working with, is air and fire. Um, the knights, my, my, the way that I see horses and tarot, so that's knights or the sun card or the six of, um, the six of wands. Anytime you kind of see a, a, a horse in the tarot, we're talking about some sort of transitional period. That's the way that I see it. It's the way that I teach it. I think the knights are really kind of, it's like a transformative transitional period. I think the knights are a really good example of that because the change is happening This is the confusion that I think people sometimes have between the knight and the king, because the knights are very active. They're going and doing something. So then I think when we pull the knight card, we're kind of like, I don't feel called to like, I'm not ready to do anything. I'm not ready to like go do something. And it's okay if you read it that way. I just think that that's just not how I see the knight. So I'm going to try and clear this up a little bit. I think that when we get to the court cards, we have already reached a level of mastery from the ace. Ace through 10 of a suit is us being the master of that element, of that ace. Okay, we have learned everything. We've learned the lessons. The 10 is a complete full circle ending. So we have completed our journey with the ace. The court cards give us a chance to use the ace. So the court cards are different ways of us already master of that element or that ace using the aces. So each of the four court cards are going to give us different ways to use that ace or be show our mastery of that ace. So in the page, it's kind of this very youthful, innovative, okay, like I'm going to see new things. I'm going to start something new. I'm going to be like, 
really into it. And then in the night, it's not so much a, I'm going to go do the thing, because it can be that. But the king is more of like the, the king is fire. Um, the king is the doing in the same way that the suit of wands is a very active suit, like physically active. The uh, knight of wands can be physically active, can be passionately doing something because we have that wand fire element in it. But the knight themselves is something that happens internally. It's a transition. It is something that is happening to you internally that makes you want to go seek something, that makes you want to go pursue something. It could be you actively pursuing in the Knight of Wands because, again, the Wands is is a very active, instinctual, primal instinct, lust, passion, aggression, you know, all of those things kind of suit creativity. But when you're looking at something like the Knight of Swords, which is air and air, that is something those it's your thoughts that are racing. It's you making changes. It's things that are happening internally. And I think the night, I think people get confused when they pull the night because they're like, I'm not ready to go do something. I'm not actively doing anything. And I think that's because the night is something that's happening because it is represented by the element of air. I think it's something that's happening internally first. We're getting that motivation. We're cultivating something. We're cultivating momentum so that we can use it. So that when we get to the king, that is the, that's the person, that's the energy within the court cards that's literally doing the things. And they're not apologizing for it because they've done their work. They know exactly when they want. So they're doing it. And people want to then follow that because you are so at ease and confident and okay with what you're doing. So when we're looking at the Knight of Wands, we've got the element of the horse, which I think, again, horses are kind of this transitional transformative thing where the horse is taking you from one place to another. And it's something that is happening with purpose. And it's something that you have got the reins of, you've got control of. And I think control is also a very cool, um, maybe like word or facet of the symbol that is a horse in the tarot. So the Knights are, I think... I think specifically knights are the most confusing of the core cards, and I think that's why there's a lot of different elements happening. The knights are seen as very active. Their horses are doing things, but when we pull it, we don't always vibe with that, and I think it's simply because horses, while they are transformative, while they're going places, the knight is represented by air, and that air is that brain chemistry, that thought, that self-analysis, that communication written in verbal, brain chemistry, Except when you hit the Knight of Wands, because Wands is a suit that is very active and moving, and it's you learning about your environment and your surroundings and really delving into that primal kind of instinct. I hope I didn't confuse you further. We literally just got home from a road trip. I threw some clothes EVP'd on in the car in the washer and dryer, and now I'm sitting down to record so that Gabe can edit it for tomorrow. Um, So if I've confused you, you can send me a message. But let's dig into what the Knight of Wands looks like before I break down the meaning of the Knight of Wands as I teach it. So in the Knight of Wands, the whole kind of environment is you've got a lot of sand. You've got these hills in the background that could be considered pyramids or they could be considered sand dunes. They're kind of in the distance. Um, the The sky is kind of like bluish gray. It just seems it's not like there's no trees but you can kind of see that like the plumes and the cloak on the knight as they're on their horse are kind of like flowing a little bit. So you can kind of see that maybe there might be a little bit of like a little bit of a breeze. It's not so much like the Knight of Swords where it's like less a breeze and more like a tur- like you've got some like tur- thunderstorm air blowing through. Um, in the night, they've got this kind of cloak over their armor and it's, of course, yellow with the salamanders or the newts on them. 
The plumes on the knight's hat are red and actually literally look like flames, like the knight looks like they're on fire. They're holding a wand in the air, kind of like a sword or a baton in the way that you would see kind of traditionally knights depicted holding up kind of like a staff, their sword or something like that. And the horse is kind of bucking, like a, like if you picture a horse and then they go up on their feet and they, they go knee and then like whip their hooves around. That's kind of the picture we're getting here. Listen, I'm getting real specific for you all. You're welcome. Um, but even the horse's mane, while it's not painted red, the horse's mane is still drawn to look like flames. So that's how the card looks. Let's kind of dig into what this card means. Again, this is air and fire. So it's a fire tornado, if you will. <clears throat> when we pull the Knight of Wands, we are kind of giving ourselves over or being encouraged to give ourselves over to our more wilder nature, to not be so, even though we're trying to control something, right? Like we want we want our horse to be reined. We want to be kind of the one that's steering and making things like deciding where we're going. We also need to give up that control a little bit in the same way that like when you light a fire, right, like a bonfire, um, you want the flames to be big enough that they're going to warm and they're going to be able to be, you can cook over. So you want them to be a little on, you want them to be a little wild. You want the flame to be big enough that it matters, but again, contained and controlled within that pit or that brazier or whatever, brazier, brazier. I don't know. Somebody tell me how to say that. So when you're talking about that kind of fire, you're wanting a flame to be our flame in this instance, to be something that is wild and fun and carefree and at the same time uh, has that element of control in it. So when we're looking at this card, we can kind of talk about it as, again, like a bonfire or, you know, um, a pyre of sorts, something that has an intended purpose, but the intended purpose is more like, let's dance around it. Let's do something around it. Like, uh, like on Beltane, right? Like we light a big pyre and we dance around it. The Knight of Wands is kind of that energy of, I want this to be fun and wild and in a controlled environment where we can feel free to kind of let loose and let go and enjoy things. When you pull the Knight of Wands, this could talk about like traditionally you're going to see lustful sex, creativity, going for what you want and like all of those things. Yes, of course they are facets and of course that is the Knight of Wands. But also when we pull the Knight of Wands, you know, when we pull it in a, um, let's say you pull this in like a business, like, hey, how is my job going? What do I need to know about my job? And you pull the Knight of Wands. You know, it's kind of an encouragement to like ask yourself, like, okay, think about, you know, think about your life a little bit. Think about your, think about your life. Like, how is that work-life balance? Like, how are, how are you, you know, do you feel like you're working at a job that allows you to live or do you feel like you're living to work? Where are you, where is your priority? Like if you desperately, if you wake up on a Monday and you're like, thank fucking God it's Monday. I love work. Well, then you're probably enjoying your life. But if you're waking up on a Monday and you're like, Shit, I have to go to work and I feel like I'm putting my life on pause and you've pulled the Knight of wands. It's probably a little bit of an encouragement to find that wildness, to not quit your job, but find yourself again. If you pull it in a relationship reading, like, oh my God, how's my relationship going? This might be something of like, hey, like I know that things have been super fun, but have you kind of, have you like recently talked about commitment? Because, you know, while like dating and while, you know, kind of like seeing where things go is fine, like maybe it's time to put a little bit of a rain on things and kind of like have a more controlled burn of where is this going or what are we doing? Or it could be the reverse of, hey, you're taking things really seriously. 
Um, why not find the fun in it again? The Nine of Wands is a really good opportunity to kind of find that balance between our thoughts and our actions, putting a little bit of thought behind the action, right? Like our instinct may be to go when we see an ocean, maybe to go run directly into the water, right? Like maybe just like directly run towards the water. But when we put a little bit of thought behind that, we realize, hey, you know what? I should probably like throw my phone on the ground or at least throw my keys in my phone, like somewhere on the sand where I know they're going to be so that I can like call somebody later or drive home. Like I don't want to just jump in the ocean with this stuff. So the Knight of Wands is like that impulsivity, that impulsive action, but you want to like rein in the thought a little bit and then focal point it a little bit so that you're not doing things like ruining your phone. Um, a lot of times we can pull the Knight of Wands when it's like, hey, that impulsive action, that thing that you want to do really fucking bad, that's super fucking cool. How can you do it safer? How can you be a little bit wiser about how you do it? Like, um, you know, uh, pulling the Knight of Wands and it's like, is it time to... Is it, should I buy a PlayStation 5? Like, is it time for me to buy a PlayStation 5? And you pull the Knight of Wands. Well, it would probably be an encouragement to put some thought behind the purchase. Like, is this something that is going to fulfill you? Is this something that you can actually afford? Are you putting, like, are you balancing rent versus move, like, versus dropping $800 on a PlayStation 5? Um, it's, it's a really good opportunity to follow that impulsivity and then also kind of like put the reins on it, domesticate them a little bit and allow yourself to kind of be like, I really want to do this thing, but I also need to plan it through. Like, uh, should I quit my job? You pull this card. It's like, yeah, you know what? You should fucking quit your job. But also at the same time, have another job lined up for the love of God, like do the impulsive crazy thing, but also have some plan, like have a plan of action in place. I think that's a really not, like, again, I'm not saying that when you pull this card, it's immediately like quit your job. So I am not legally responsible for any of you who decide to quit your positions this week. I am saying that while impulsivity and following your desire and following your passions is good, this is a card that encourages you to to rein it in a little bit and say, OK, like this is <laughs> because if you look and I keep saying this and I'm talking about the reins, because if you look at the reins on this horse, um, there's like a little banner and it's got plants on it, like little thriving leaves. And we're in a fucking desert and the knight is wearing salamander, something that thrives in like a very warm environment. But this horse, it kind of indicates to us that this horse may not thrive in a desert. This horse may thrive on, may need like water. This horse needs to live. We need to keep the horse alive a little bit. So when we're making decisions, keep your keep your dependence in mind, keep your your needs in mind. Impulsivity and following that desire and throwing caution to the wind are all amazing, very human things. But when we're kind of like matching that with the Knight of Wands, which is represented by air, it's just asking us to put a little bit of thought behind it. Like if you're if you're thinking to yourself, like, is this a good idea? Should I do this thing? I really want to do this thing, but I also don't really know when you pull the Knight of Wands, it's kind of like Rein in the impulsivity for a little bit and really ask yourself a set of questions. Why do I want to do this? How would I feel about it if it goes one way versus the other? What will change if I do this? And if at the end of those questions you're asking yourself, you're still like, I want to do the fucking thing, then go do the fucking thing. But it is definitely a card that kind of trains us on how to use that, like almost domesticates us with our impulsivity because it's important to have that. It's also important to kind of have like a thought process behind it. And I think that's the real beauty of the Knight of Wands here, because it really is like, hey, like you want to do this thing, like be on fucking fire and be a trailblazer. Absolutely do that. Please also think. 
that is the Knight of Wands. That is the way that I teach it. That's the way that I see it. Um, so I hope that that's helpful. As we all know, it is that part of the podcast where I make up 17 words to add to the Webster's Dictionary. You're all welcome. And it also covers my ass. It's the collective reading. The collective reading this week is the world. So when we're going into this week, I think the overwhelming message is, one, things exist outside of just you. So like if you're really, really, really struggling um, if you're having like a really hard week and you're just really pushing through and you're like, it's Wednesday and you can't fucking get through it and you're feeling really, really antsy and angry and ugh, it's not just you. It, there's probably a lot going on, a lot of things you don't have control over, a lot of things that you don't have the ability to move or shift or fix, a lot of stuff in kind of that collective energy world. It's not just you. Take a deep breath and 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 know that we're all kind of in it together this week. It's the collective energy reading, right? Like the world comes up like it's all of us. We're all going to be pushing through this week, trying to get through it, trying to get to a point where we can have some rest, but also know that things are taken care of. Like the things that are meant to come to an end are going to come to an end. The things that are meant to be complete are going to be complete. Don't feel like you fucking failed if something this week like stalls or gets stuck or you feel like it's not moving or it's the end or something happens in in the capacity where like you weren't ready for something to like be over but it's over like know that that is okay it's not your fault it's just what's supposed to be happening a lot of people in the collective are going through it and we're going to push through to the next week and we're going to be able to take a breath of fresh air this and that's not me saying that this week is going to be negative it could be something really good like you're finally done with something that you have been waiting to be done with for a long time like a really basic example is hey have you been like writing a book? Are you done this week? You finally finished writing that book? Take a breath of fucking fresh air. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, it sucked. It's over. Why don't you give yourself a week to breathe before you jump into editing? Like give yourself some time to just be proud of the thing that you completed before you jump into nitpicking it or yelling at it. If you feel frustrated, if you feel stuck, if you have like a lot of imposter syndrome, just know that like you're not alone. I have to do two of I had there was if there seems like a weird pause, it's because I got so excited about what I was saying in the collective reading. I accidentally touched the power button. So now there are two recordings. You guys, I'm so frazzled. We (laughs) we it's been it's been it has been a frazzling day of travel. Just know that if this week you're feeling stuck, something ends and you weren't ready for it to end. It's okay. We're all there. It's a collective energy type thing. Sometimes um, there's like that saying that misery loves company. And I, I think what that saying means is that what miserable people like to make other miserable, you know, other people miserable. But I think kind of the energy of this is if you're feeling like you're having a shitty week, it's not just you. It's the collective. Hold on. We're going to get through it together. You're going to have a chance to take a deep breath. Celebrate the things that do kind of come to like that culmination, because that's a really good sign that you're gonna, like your every door that closes leads to another window that's opening. And again, the world is not a bad card. The world will actually feel really good to you in your soul, regardless of where you stand on things, because the world is kind of this symbol of, hey, yeah, this ended. It would be kind of like, you know, kind of a really good example of the world is finishing a book series that you really love. It's like a eight long book series. You finish it and you're like so in love with the series and you're so sad that it's over but you read all eight books and you loved every second of it and you were so excited to read the books but also it's over 
um, or like a movie that you just really, really loved. And then that movie is over and you're like, wow, I really fucking loved that movie. I wish I could live it again. Um, the world is kind of a, the energy we're looking for in the world is, um, this coming week is kind of that energy of, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling nostalgic for a thing that you had, but has now come to a culmination, it's okay. We're all feeling it. Take a deep breath and we're going to all start over again the next week. I hope that that made sense. I'm sorry, y'all. Like it was, it was a crazy drive home. We like drove home and then we went to a Sonic and then the Sonic brought us cups and there was a lemonade and a Diet Coke. And then both of the cups had holes in them. And then we had to ask for napkins and they only brought us four napkins, but we had an entire car full of soft drink everywhere. And then we had to go and ask for more napkins. And then they gave us four more napkins. And then we were like, we need more napkins. And then they got really mad at us. And I've been I've been ruminating on that for a hot second here. I don't like how that felt. Um, felt like a Karen and all I wanted was some napkins. <laughs> so I'm a little frazzled. Gabe, you can take this out. Please make me sound coherent. Um, I have to end the podcast. I love you all. Thank you for everything. Um, if you love this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. Um, please don't take this episode that was kind of frenzied as an example of how other episodes are. Only 50% of the episodes are like this. And bye.